0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday, 21st of September, 2019. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always, and no he's not, with me this week
2: is Gary Black. Hi, Uh, I got called in at the last minute, Um, I assume by the fact that I'm here. That the other two guys must have done so well that they decided to take a week off. Well, Andy
1: does well. Godo did okay, but Godo's just decided to go on a, a holiday. Surely he's not just cowardly slunk away. What Godo doesn't realise is this is this is like a job. You need to submit annual leave yeah. to your line manager. It gets approved to make sure you're not in a scenario where I was where Andy had also taken holidays within the same team.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Andy, all I can say is thank God Andy's not here. Yeah, no, because that would have been horrible.
0: I, I all right, guys, but I, but I do have the work ethic that I call in, regardless of where I am, and you know the exotic locations around the world that I find myself in.
1: But I mean, I mean you
2: have told us you're in a barn, so I'm
0: in a, I'm in a I'm in a converted barn in the outskirts of Harrogate.
2: It doesn't sound like you've got a 24-hour flu.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm here. It's good. We're good to go. Um, fresh off the back of good results last week as well, so I wouldn't miss this week, obviously.
1: And just for the listeners, so Gordo is on holiday, um, Gordo had the pleasure, of going on holiday, seeing the fixture list, going Barcelona-Valencia, brilliant, great game, Catalan-Derby, going to be brilliant. No Messi, no Suarez, no Dembele. Was it Barcelona-B? Pretty much, yeah. All injured. Still won 4 2 seen six goals. Um, we'll just start with last week's picks in, my banker was Olympiacos at Volos, 5-0, I did, say I, was, I did say I was playing it too safe at 1-4. I did also mention the fact they've not conceded a home goal in competitive football this year, but I was too much of a shite bag for that. I went very safe at 1-5. At 1-4, you got William Hill, 1-5 in Skybet.
0: Um, my banker was only last night, because we recorded this on a Tuesday, it was hashing against Chemnitzer, and the Dresden won 2-1 at the rather large odds of 7-10. to um, So they were 1-0 up at time. went 2-0 up, goal disallowed then properly went 2-0 up and um, Champions made it a reasonably tense last 10 minutes but that one came in
1: It was the start of a, a successful week or the end to a successful week for you?
0: The end, the, the end to a successful <laughs> week
1: <laughs> uh, My value bet was Real Sociedad at home to Atletico Madrid Atletico Madrid fell to the first defeat of the season Sociedad won 2-0 in the second half uh, You were getting 5-4 to four for Athletic Madrid and I'm guessing there was a reason for that I didn't see it coming but it stung me You'd have made a good, bit of money as well, Andy, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, but hey, <laughs> no, you, you, you can't win them all. And uh, my value luckily came good. And uh, Veres got a penalty in the last five minutes of that game against away to Fairland to win one 0 uh, at odds of seventeen to ten, so almost two to one at some bookies, uh, which was pretty huge for a value bet. So delighted with that.
1: I know. I was. I was saying. I thought you'd got all your your odds all over the place. You'd taken value at a banker, an outsider at the value. <laughs> and then taking it <laughs> an even further outsider to outsider, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I only took my outsider, Verona, home home AC Milan was, because I was wanting to watch Liam Henderson.
0: And he didn't even start.
1: Well, because it's on one of these, I think it's on 11 Sport, the Italian football just now, but you can watch it mm. if you bet on it, on Sky's, uh, Sky Bet, but you don't get any commentary. So I've, all right. I've, well, I- I've, I've watched the game for half an hour and then went, Liam Henderson's not playing. Like anywhere, <laughs> but the the main success part of that is Liam Henderson is still unbeaten in Italian football. He, Serie a. yeah. It, it was it
0: was it was a shame for your bet though because that game was killed pretty early with a with a Verona red card, a high footed challenge in the first half.
1: What actually happened at the end of the game though, when there was a penalty red card, then changed to free kick, but still a red card.
0: Oh, it was it was VAR. It was just a bar incident. Like, Big Bar had several th- several things to review, so there might have been an offside in the build up to it. Which, I guess, then what would happen? Because I think they, it was like a reckless challenge, which obviously still happened. But if yeah, it was offside in the build up to it, would that have nullified it? Like, can you, can you still get sent off for dangerous play if there was an offside in the the run up to the dangerous play?
1: I Gary. Help us out. What do you th- What do you think the rules should be?
2: Uh yeah yeah I think if if even if the I mean if the whistle goes and you punch somebody it's still a red card
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. My, I guess the whistle hadn't gone had it but it could retrospectively go mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's true I think I'm I'm beginning to slowly come round to officials being the problem and VAR needing to be legislated more run by uh, G four S. I just think, did you watch the West ham Aston Villa game last night?
0: Andrew? Yeah, and the second, the second booking, that was horrendous. The, the like, se- that's, that's a It's probably a foul, right? Yeah, I'll give you that. That's it. But never, never issue a yellow card for that. Even, even a first yellow card is ridiculous. But to I, send a guy off for it is criminal.
1: And my point being was that Mark Noble in the first half after on a yellow card, it's a blatant dive inside the box. Yep. And there's, it's the English or we we have listeners in England, but I think some people agree with. Us. There's this there's this absolute um, disdain for foreign players diving, mm-hmm. but the minute it's an English player, I heard Alan Smith or his co-commentator last night say, "Is he potentially off balance when he takes his first touch? <laughs> Does he actually roll his own foot?" And you go, "What what, are we, he- doing? what are we doing? What we doing?" Fair play, Gary Neville, when the studio just said, "No, it's a dive and it's a second yellow." It's embarrassing, yeah. it's fucking embarrassing and there's such a reluctance in English football to call it out
2: and admit the fact that English footballers are atrocious for it. I think that stretches as far as, oh well if you feel contact you go down. Yeah, yeah. that
1: used to be Michael Lone's one, you yeah. go, it's probably not enough to take him down but the guy makes contact and you go, well, What? Right, so what are you saying then?
0: You no, but I've, I've, got, I've got a huge issue with this That maybe I probably need to be in the studio For the length of time I'm going to rant about it But
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Officials have, I think Officials have really caused The diving epidemic Because if a player tries to stay on their feet If they've been fouled In the box And they manage to get Like a horrible off-balance shot away The results in it go down for a goal yeah. kick They never get the penalty they deserve no, no ref ever Blows for a penalty When the guy manages to like ride the challenge or try and stay on his feet so in order to get the penalty that you deserve you need to go down
2: but so we're still saying that's the bad caused that. yeah yeah.
0: But
1: yeah what i'm saying is Terrible officiating. that's two things though that v VAR should be sorting as if you get tripped and hit a shot and it goes wide because you're off balance the should be reviewing it and if you dive you should be sent off do you know the stupid rule is um I didn't realise this either until it was Gary Neville that pointed this out last night as well. If you dive and gain a penalty in the game, you can be retrospectively banned. Mm -hmm. But if you don't get the penalty for diving, you can't be punished. Mm -hmm. You can only be punished if you gain from it. Mm -hmm. And you go, "That no, you still still attempted the thing. It's like not getting jailed for attempted murder just because the person survived. (laughs) If you've tried it, you should fucking get punished the same way.
0: Yeah, no, no, I... I agree with that. I think I just don't like
2: Mark Noble. Yeah, <laughs> I think to me it seems more like you know what they do in, in American sports is they've got a second referee watching the game, and if if there's if that referee has cause to say oh something wrong there, they send a signal to the referee to then look at it, not have the referee decide he's going to look at it, and then you know so only if there's a time where another referee thinks this is worth you looking at again. Is it then called into play well that's the, that's the stupid thing oh, but that, can add,
0: that can add minutes and minutes and minutes Gary I, like I, waiting for the ball to then go out of play in order to then come across and look at something that happened 45 seconds but, ago is. but what you're doing is not you're remo- something you want
1: you're removing responsibility though completely because the thing that bugged me was see if that ref's seen it one way and then doesn't get to review the replay and another ref says no i seen it the same way but he might then see the replay after the game and go, that's not what i seen during the game at all. Mm. I would have given a penalty if i seen that. You've got the guy who's in charge of officiating the match not being able to officiate the way he should. Because <laughs> mm. it, it's someday Anyway, right, we're going to need to do an episode on this because it's going to go mental every week if I start mm. moaning about this. Because I'm starting to sound like uh, Alan Shearer just now. Uh, you're an outsider, Andy. <laughs>
0: Happier news! My outsider came good. Um, you got Bristol City away to Stoke at odds of five to two, <laughs> almost pushing three to one at places. Well, uh, yeah, you uh, just to point out,
1: Andy. I, I, did, I did get three to one, but I doubled it with Verona. But I got three to one at Skybet.
0: Lovely. So it did get you. Um, so I mean, Bristol have been good this season. They were they're in the, the playoff places, and Stoke are last and just terrible. I think it's because well, they're Stoke, they're a big club. But, you know, surely they're going to snap out of this soon, but. It really doesn't look like it, and I'd be looking at anyone playing Stoke mm. in the next few weeks and thinking mm. that's probably a good bet.
1: Yeah, they'll be they'll, this. This will be a run of games where it'll, once it turns, it'll be like Dumbarton, Gary. Yeah, they'll get a win and then go on a run for some reason, like out of nowhere. Yeah, because they've, they've got decent enough players there. They shouldn't be rock bottom. They've got like- decent
0: enough players. They've got a good fan base. You know, th- this will change for them at some point. But I would keep riding this now and just. Betting on their opponents until it does change because three to one for Bristol was was huge.
1: Yeah, so a clean sweep for you, Andy.
2: Uh, so Gordo's, yep, Gordos treble. Uh, it started with uh, Villefranche beat Toulon two one. Uh, did anybody watch any of these games, or were we just running through them?
1: I was watch. I never watched any, but I was monitoring Villefranche because at half time I stuck them on to win because they were there goal you. down, but they were all over Toulon, and Toulon had a man sent off, and they came back and won late on.
2: Um a team that I'm deciding to pronounce as family cow uh, beat, <laughs> beat Pacos Ferreria four <laughs> two. They
1: were four nil up at halftime is was it half time, I believe was it was at forty eight minutes. I don't know which side
0: uh, It was it was slightly after half because yeah. I'm sure Gordon sent a text message into the group going, These guys have won four nil and I was like, No Gordon, we bit we bit too quick there. Four <laughs> two. Still, ex- uh, still an excellent pick.
2: But unfortunately, his treble was let down by the Gordo Derby. Uh, GFC Ajaccio <laughs> beat Dunkirk one 0
1: and that's him. He's did he get any pelters on the Facebook group because that's him. He back Dunkirk back to
2: back now.
0: Yeah, and that's two in a row.
2: So. <laughs> Wasn't there somebody that gave him quite the doing immediately? Yeah, <laughs> there's been a few. I
0: just well want, deserved.
1: I just wanted to say something so that so Andy, your charity Dundee United lost. Is that the first game of the season they've lost? In the
0: league, uh, yep. Yeah. First game in the league, they've lost, uh, so they've now got twelve points through five fixtures. And the team that beat them now also has twelve points through five fixtures. Air United, and I was at the game, and it was a well-deserved 2 0 win for Air. But like, you, you couldn't complain about it at all; just outclassed and outplayed on the day. Um, so I got that one wrong. So that's United's yeah, first uh, first league defeat of the campaign.
2: it's good to see plucky wee teams like Air doing well no it's not <laughs> uh, Gordo's charity bet also didn't come in it was a, a nothing each draw between Le Havre and Paris FC
1: and it was rotten La Havre were all over them the whole game
2: is it Le Havre Le Havre my whole life I've been calling them Le Havre Le Havre yeah the V's before the yeah okay
1: Um, but they were they absolutely pummeled them I think a few people on Twitter kind of uh, tagged us as well saying that they'd copied it as well because they'd seen how bad Paris were and they still are but they managed to hang on for a draw they were they were down to 10 men for like 70 minutes I think but I have yeah. man, got a man sent off with 12 what? to go
0: yeah that's what that's when we knew it was dead because I was like well you know 10 minutes still to go battering them most of the game Paris will be tired and then the ref evened it up with the the red card for and that sort of you just knew it was going to end the draw then
1: Uh, New York City beat San Jose 2-1, so this was what I'd mentioned about them playing in three days. Yeah, it was... I feel actually bad for San Jose for having to travel six-hour flights in the space of two days to play two different games. They drew the other one. They drew the first one, then lost to New York City. But the only thing I was going to point out was um, I found out on a performance data course this weekend uh, to look out for fixtures based on kilometres travelled in lower leagues. Okay. Uh, apparently if a team has to travel over six to eight kilometers to play their opponent and bear in mind if you're in the low leagues you're probably traveling the morning of the game Mm -hmm. you won't be able to hotel up so this this is not applicable to top leagues in europe and probably the english championship anything below that what we're going to what i'm going to try and do is i'm going to get a list of fixtures within the leagues that meet this because 87 percent of the time the traveling team lose Okay, so that's like a that's pre- a pretty massive stat. That
0: now, now does that does that? So it's not based on traveling time; it's based on kilometers. So what if you know a team, for instance, takes has to fly? Is that worse than a coach?
1: But I guess the idea is that if you're looking in lower leagues of football, they're probably not flying. So even in English, right. cha- English it. this has became a stat because English Championship teams are now using it to decide to pay for the coach traveling hotel because oh, they're right, going. Okay. If we're trying to get promoted to the Premier League it's worth our while paying for a hotel the night before and being there mm-hmm. because it's having an impact where only one time in six will we get three points or get a point
2: because we're losing the other five. The the famous one of that in Scotland is uh, Stranraer away to Elgin. It's quicker and cheaper to get the ferry to Dublin and a flight from Dublin to Aberdeen <laughs> or
1: Inverness. But they barely, they can't afford to get pitches booked for three nights training sessions. So yeah. That's where we are. And ball and all, Andy, you can, you can, you and though had a, a decent innings, I would say.
0: Oh, I had a good, I had, I had a very good week. Um, if, I, if I could do that every week, I'd be delighted. Yeah. Especially well, at the odds, because everything was so, sort of supercharged for me last week, so that was very nice. It came in.
1: Yep. we'll, we'll go on to Scottish players abroad, and we're going to call it getting ziggy with it again, Gary. So you're going to have to get creative with your sound. Can I just keep using the same, same thing, exact, exact same, thing <laughs>
2: with it. with
1: it. Central Coast played their first competitive game since three weeks ago when they played the last sixteen. This was the quarter finals now of the League Cup in Australia. They beat Hume City 1-0 with a 93rd minute winner by a guy who should definitely be sent off before the game finished. Um, but So they're through to the semi-final, don't know their opponents yet because there's two games to be played tomorrow. Ziggy Gordon's already captain this side in pre-season, so he's basically taken over Central Coast. It's like quite quite impressive. They, they seem to I really love him. The reason I like him so much is he actually retweets all our stuff. <laughs> he, actually, yeah, he actually likes and retweets everything we post, which makes it really enjoyable for us. He is, he is, he
0: is, he is a, a trampled bent ambassador. He is, he is, he is. I'm, 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 as a result, we are all Central Coast Mariner fans.
1: Well, I actually, I, I tweeted him just to say that I did spend an hour in a meeting room today pretending to be working <laughs> whilst on SkyBet watching the second half of the game. But again, (laughs) no commentary. Ziggy Gordon did hit a shot for like 25 yards. Uh, The the, the keeper fairly comfortably saved, but I was still going... I'm watching the game going without commentary. Was that Ziggy Gordon hitting a shot for like 25 yards out? (laughs) And I watched the highlights and it was. But the other part that I'm enjoying this was Charlie Gilmore, who's playing for uh, Telstar just now. They won 2-1 away at Maastricht. He's finally followed us back. So we've got a communication (laughs) channel, Gary. We're slowly getting them. We're slowly getting people to follow us back. Slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. Yeah, so we've got them two, them two, David Bates, Jack Harper, and Fiona Brown are the ones that follow us back so far. Um, but yeah, Charlie Gilmore's team, they won 2-1. The second goal was Brown. A uh, guy coming in off the left side, beat three or four players, played a 1-2 off a striker. Then the striker finished that in the end because the guy lost the ball. Uh, late consolation, their keeper is rotten. But they still won 2-1. So Charlie Gilmore's doing all right just now. Ryan Gould, though, this is the one I want to talk about. So Ryan Gold is the reason that we do this. He's my absolute hero. Ferencela won 3-0 at the weekend against Villa-Franquense. That's two wins and two for Gold since he returned to Portugal with this team. But see before he went on loan to Hibs in January, he'd won five in a row with him, the same team that he's with. Uh-huh. So he's, he's won his yep. last seven games in the Portuguese okay. second division that he's played in. I, I I remember us talking about this. I could not understand why he left them t- to come to Scotland. Like I can only assume there was some sort of personal reason. But if you watch the highlights which have got up on Twitter, he's pretty instrumental in everything they did in that game. The second goal, he shielded the ball well. The guy just absolutely lers him. One of the things I'm noticing though, Andy, is, and I didn't recognise this from any of his at Hibs or Dundee United, he gets fucking booked every single game. <laughs>
0: He never used
1: to. I never seen him tackle.
0: No, he never. He, he never used to have that in his game. So that's something that's been added. But that's good. That's a good thing, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so friends are second top. I mean, it'd be really good if they got promoted and he was back in the top division in Portugal for the first time, like playing actual regular football. And then everyone who called him a failure when he's twenty two years old
0: could be <laughs> no. bit. <laughs> he's just still so young it's just it's just because he broke through at he was it to when he was playing at 16 just a kid Aye, that, yeah at the it, it, top level in Scotland um, and he was he was making waves he's the youngest so we've had him for what eight years now or
1: something yeah he's the youngest he's the youngest, youngest written off footballer I've ever known yeah like there are literally there are literally players not breaking through till they're 24-25 really and he's been written off already yeah <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a good week for his former teammate Johnny Russell. They get beat seven. Mm. They get beat seven two off LA mm. Galaxy. Zlatan Ibrahimovic with a, a hat trick. That's him scored forty nine goals in forty six games in MLS at the age of 38. <laughs> like it, it's actually ridiculous. Um, Johnny That's Russell. Incredible. Johnny Russell wasn't really involved in any of the highlights I've seen, but rightly so. It's a five minute round up of the game. They've got nine goals to get through. The weirdest part for me was that it was one one at half time. So that, that is a horrendous what? second
0: half. What's, what's the other guy done? Like, what, what motivational speech has <laughs> the opposition manager given?
1: Or on the other hand, what has the LA Galaxy manager said?
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: that was a, a bit of a sting in the tail because that means they're now, a, a, what, five points off a playoff position now with four games to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, up against it again. It's
0: doable, but up against it. They drag themselves back into contention. Um, so they can do it again,
1: Claire Emsley playing for Orlando Pride didn't do much better. They gave me six one off North Carolina, so that's them dead bottom she has she has lost she's won one and lost seven of her opening eight m l s games. It's not great a um, the point I was gonna make for us, if anyone wants to go watch the highlights on our Twitter, some of the goals from North Carolina are phenomenal. There's a couple of screamers from outside the box. I mean, um, what's the girl's name? Is it Hinky? Hinky crossed in for the third goal. But it's uh, Hill's right foot from outside the box to make it 4 one just unbelievable. The other point I was going to make was Ash Harris, who's the goalkeeper for Orlando Pride, has been man in the match in the last three games and have conceded 17 goals. <laughs> She's. She, oh. Sorry, sorry. it's to make it Woman of the match, player mm-hmm. of the match, three times in a row, and they've been absolutely scudded every time. And if you watch so that. Hi- you,
0: when, you when you watch the highlights, she's the one that's mentioned all yeah, the time, yeah. obviously, because there's a lot of action. She's dealing <laughs> with every play because it's normally an attack on her goal.
1: Yeah. Of of the six goals, there's, there's maybe only one and it's the last one, but it's one of those ones where the striker's shot at the legs. So it's went through her legs and under her. But every other goal, there's no chance. But there's about seven or eight that she keeps them in the game at like, even like 3 1, 4 1. But they are. They're definitely going to finish bottom. They're absolutely horrendous. And Rachel Corsi completes a, a clean sweep of Scottish players in America not winning. <laughs> they lost 2-1, but they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, I would have said, for the first goal, Corsi's done really well at win the first tackle, but it breaks off the second striker and it ends, up at the, it ends up at the original striker's feet. So it's just like one of those ones where you've won a good tackle, you've deflected it off a guy and you've just... Got another goal. Um, but it was not a, not a very good week for us, so I'm going to hang it on. Ziggy Gordon and Ryan Gould for keeping up the fight. I am buzzed. At, I'm buzzed about this semi-final. When is it? Uh, three weeks' time, but we don't know who it is. So th- there's actually a second division playing a third division club in one of the other quarterfinals.
0: So if... Uh, so there's a good chance you could get a reasonably easy ride into the final. Well, you maybe. talk so.
1: Sort because of, Hume City are one of the best teams in the second division. I think they're like third in the league just now, so they're one of the better teams, and they've beat them today. And it, I mean, it should have been way more convincing than one 0 You're
2: going to take a trip out for the final
1: if we get to the final. We'll have need to have some serious thought, Gary. But we're doing in December <laughs> or October, November. What month for in, I don't know. But it's that's their like their season starts in that final. It's kind of similar to Scotland, to be fair, whereby the league cup seems to happen dead quick. Yeah, and you're already I mean, we're already wanting the quarterfinals come next week. So it's. Their season's not like even started yet, and they're already at the semi-final phase of a cup
2: competition.
1: Yeah. And uh, sponsoring our player, Michael Hewitt, the right back at Queen and Rangers. Ben Grant is doing some good work. The highlights, there's everything. He was involved in a goal line scramble, but I genuinely can't for life for me figure out who's who. The good looking one, <laughs> the, the, the good looking wee boy. I yeah. <laughs> um, they won two one against Dundee Violets in the first round of the Scottish Cups, so they're playing Banks O'Dea in the next round. Played full ninety minutes, and like I said, the only bit of highlight I can actually make clear of them. As he's, he's somewhere in this goal line scramble if you look at the highlights package on uh, the Buffs Twitter page. But yeah, it's good that Ben Grant's keeping us up to date. I think the, the banks, if Banks of the Year is at home, maybe try and make a point of going to that, providing that there's not a fixture I'm already going to that day. Oh, trample be bet presumably. day out. Trample bet day out for a trample <laughs> bet player. We can get pictures with him. And...
0: we all make, God, get Mikey Hewitt, everyone. Masks. everyone <laughs> listeners as well. Everyone, come along. Get a Facebook group involved.
1: Oh, that's not a bad show, actually. That's that's a great idea.
0: You know, other people have Christmas parties and stuff. We'll we'll do it around a Scottish a Scottish Cup second round time Great.
1: Right. Right. I mean, surely the dream here is that go in and get far enough to like be on sports scene.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: and Michael Hewitt just pulls out a fucking screamer, and we get the exclusive interview. And, and they have to we just demand if they if they want to ever be sponsored that fifty quid again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> either that either that or he gets himself sent off again just something something noteworthy
1: he would need to get sent off against someone with of of like semi-fame but he's yeah because he'd need to he need to be on
2: Twitter as well because he would need to be getting abuse and then us to chime in as the defenders of him as being a sponsor breaks somebody's leg and lifts up his shirt and he's got trampled bet written on his chest <laughs> <laughs> You
0: would get an extra suspension for that <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to this week's picks in. And did you want to go first with your banker?
0: Let's do it. Um, so all my games this week are on Saturday, which is very rare oh, for me. Oh, here
1: so man. This, so this podcast can actually be called Saturday?
0: Well, it can't. Well, not Gordo, probably. Uh, French League tend to Friday. But, <laughs> but, for, but for once, I'm sticking to Saturday. Um, the bankers in Holland in the Eredivisie. Um, at five thirty PM in the evening, it's Sparta Rotterdam at home to Valvik, um, That's W W A L W I J K. Is that the, is that the uh, water?
1: 20. Is that the water company?
0: I, do you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure Michael on the on the on the Facebook page, Michael Garrett, will be able to, uh, to correct my pronunciation of that because I literally have no idea what it is. Uh, I just know that they are absolutely terrible. Uh, they've got one point from six matches so far this season They've scored six goals And conceded a massive 20 goals uh, They were in the relegation playoffs last year um, And managed to keep their place in the Eredivisie, But it doesn't look like they're going to do it this year uh, Sparta, they're not really anything special this season Eight points from their six games Scoring 12, conceding 15 uh, but that's more than good enough form-wise to take care of uh, the bottom guys, well, then you'll get Sparta at 2-5. to five.
1: Yeah, my only concern about this is they've they played, so the the last home game, they lost 4-1 to Ajax, but the previous home game, they won 4-1. But the last mm. away game, they beat 6-0 off Alma. So they've conceded 10 in the last two, and that can sometimes make a team kind of defend and retreat a wee bit, and maybe play a wee bit more safe than uh, the previous 4-1 victory at home. It
0: suggested, yeah, um, but they're, they're against good teams. They're against like I actually Champions League level, yeah. You, but, know, you, yeah, you should know. be able to bounce back from that relatively quickly, especially against a team that's as bad as Malvik.
1: Yeah, I look, I looked, I looked at it, but I was just, uh, just being nervous because I don't, I just don't watch Dutch football enough.
0: What have you got, John?
1: I have so Zenit versus Ruben Kazan. I've went over one point five goals because you're getting one to three. And I can't understand why. The previous 10 meetings, well, 11 technically, but I did say we would try and round this up to make sensible stats. Um, the previous 10 meetings... Or,
0: or, uh, or round it down.
1: Well, it doesn't matter. 5, 8, 10, whatever. It's happened every game. Most of the games have actually been over 2.5 goals. Um, Zenit haven't failed to have two goals in a home game since um, what was it, October 24th last year so it's been almost like a full the full this season so far every home game they've had Kazan are the same away they've not been involved in less than a two goal game so for me to get 1-3 to three for this I can't understand
0: I like the sound of that so
1: that's not Zenit to win or end. that is just over 1.5 goals is
0: 1-3 to three. move on to the value my value this week because they did so well for me last week I am sticking with Inverness Caledonian and Thistle they're at home to Queen in the South in the Scottish Championship Saturday at 3 o'clock. And it's something because you can get Inverness at Evens. Bear in mind we're recording this on, on Tuesday evening. Uh, you'll get them at 6-7 to seven on 365 right now, but you can find Evens at some other firms. Inverness are third. Um, they've been incredibly solid of late, but even more so at home. They've won their last six home games in a row to a combined score of 20 against 6. And they're now only two points off of Aaron and Dundee United at the top of the table. Queen of the South, pretty much the definition of mediocrity so far. Five points from five games. They've only scored twice in the entire season. Um, they seem solid at the back, having only conceded three. But considering Inverness are absolutely battering teams that visit Inverness, I think this is a really solid bet. Uh, and I think even money is is ridiculous. And I'd expect that to shorten Um not quite as far down as like one to two or something, but I think you'll you'll be down at sort of three to four uh, by the time the weekend rolls around, and I still think it's a good bet at that of those odds as well.
1: Yeah, I I seen a stat about Queen of South. Queen of South have only won one of the last fifteen away league games. Really? Yeah, and that yeah. was that was back in March. So that was a record going back to the start of January. Uh, they won. They did win three away games during that the cup round robin at the start of the year, but they were all against low league opposition. So yeah I, I think that, I think
0: this is a really yeah. a really solid show. Evens is brilliant.
1: Yeah, I'm well, I'm all over that. I quite like both our values to be honest. Um, so I've taken a team that I definitely can't uh, pronounce. So it's Mladá Boleslav versus Astrava in the Czech Republic. Uh, You're getting Mladá Boleslav at even money. Um, They've lost to, so Ostrava have lost away to teams below Boleslav, Boleslav have won all five home games this season, Uh, they've got the best home record in the league by a mile, they've won every game 15 points, they've scored 17 conceded 3, Ostrava aren't terrible but it's just that they've been beating off teams in lower and also Boleslav have beaten teams higher than Ostrava at home this season already, so just form against similar teams. Direct form, it doesn't make sense that you're getting even money for the best home record against the. Uh, I think it's the seventh best away record in Shet Republic.
0: That sounds that sounds absolutely solid.
1: Yeah, I can't argue with it. I mean, people can do it. People, people can happily challenge us on this. If somebody can give me a compelling argument, make sure I don't spend my money.
0: I, I like it. Uh, no, both both around even money uh, seem to represent incredibly solid shouts. Um, For my outsider this week, I'm in Italy in the Serie B This Saturday at 2pm is Livorno against Pordenone Only three games into the season But Livorno are already in last place with zero points Uh, While Pordenone have six points from their three games Livorno's form has been terrible Even stretching back into pre-season They've lost five games in a row now And I just think getting Pordenone at 3-1 is... Probably too big for me to pass up. Uh, so I'll take Pordenone to win away at Livorno at three to one as my outsider.
1: My outsider is a bit of a weird one. Um it's Nicaxa versus Leon and La Liga in Mexico. Nicaxa are actually top of the league, but Leon are the out and out best away record team. The Caxa are actually picking up more points on the road than they are at home. Um they've drawn three of the last six at home. Leon have won the last five away from home. Leon have also won the last four meetings at Nakaxa Stadium. So it's first versus third in the league, but Leon are definitely a better away team and Nakaxa are not great at home. They're not bad at home. They've not lost any games. They've withdrawn a lot. I really fancy 2-1. I'm sure it was 5-2 literally the second I clicked on it and then it moved back to 2-1. To so these odds might change as well because Nakaxa should be favourites. Mm. But they,
0: they don't... I, 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 how far are they having to travel? <laughs> I,
1: I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know yet. That could, be a, that could be a factor that I might need to check.
2: I think that, the Mexican League's definitely a new one for us. No, I, I had a Cruiser
1: Azul game last Did year you? that came in. So I think my Mexican record's one for one.
0: We should uh, totally get one of these scratch-off wall chart posters of all the countries <laughs> in the world. And every, every time we do a game from one of them, we reveal another country.
2: So, Gary, Gary's going to do Gordo's, and I'm uh, going to try and give reasons why Gordo's terrible. <laughs> okay. That should be easy enough. Uh, so, Gordo's treble this week starts off, as always, uh, French National. Is that? Or is that League Two? Uh, the first one is League Two. League Two is uh, Grenoble to beat Chateauroux away. Yeah. I don't like it, Andy. Um, it's, it's
1: it's a bet against Chateauroux because they're terrible. But Grenoble have only won one uh, in like the last seven away games. So oh, right. it's definitely more a bet against Chateau. The standings Yeah, I mean Grenoble aren't even that clearly above them. The fifteenth versus twentieth. They only get five what, points.
0: What are, the, what are the odds like? We can't, get, a, ca-
1: a, can't get the odds yet.
0: Right, okay. I thought it might have been you thought one of them was overpriced, but that's clearly not the case.
1: No, I think I think when the odds come out for this, I think you'd be getting Grenoble at really good money and I can only assume that it's definitely a bet against Chateau because they are so yeah. fucking terrible but I wouldn't be I'm going to this is, this is the first time i ever went against one of God's picks but I bet it comes in now but I, I just can't I can't see maybe Chateau
2: are just that terrible but I wouldn't be betting on it his uh, second pick is La Havre also way to beat Orleans I'm on it he's sticking with
0: sticking with La Havre
1: he's he's right though um, Orleans are pretty poor I looked at it earlier and everything about it looked okay to me Le Havre obviously didn't get the, the result in the charity bet last week but they have won 3 of the last 5 games they drew that one there Orleans have lost the last 2 home games 1-0 and Le Havre have won 3 of the last 5 away from home it's a good bet, again we don't have odds just now but I think that if you can get good value for that even money or higher, I'd be taking that
2: and mm-hmm. uh, his third game in the treble is a quick jaunt to the Netherlands for FC Twenty at home to Heracles. You're getting eleven to ten for this to FC
1: Twenty at home. Twenty have drawn two of their three home games so far this season. Um, they've not played amazing um, opposition. Heracles are unbeaten in their two away games so far this season. They've drawn both.
0: Heracles
1: look reasonably decent. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm the same.
0: I... <sighs> I mean when you, when you look at this when you look at this fixture though it, it, you know in the past going back to 2014 that's five wins in a row for 20 as the home team so yeah. I can sort of see based on head to head record the Heracles don't look like you know they're, they're no mugs they have won their last game 4-1 um one before that 2-1 one before that 3-0 so they're decent
1: yeah cuz 20 you talked about that is it we'll just call them volvic water right they got they they got they got a point at twenty this season. That's where one of their points has come from. Mm-hmm.
0: That's and, their only point. Uh, That's where uh, their only point came from.
1: And they're terrible. So, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not massively confident in that because I think Heracles won at Groningen. Heracles beat Leverkusen during the international break, just as a friendly as uh, as well. So I'm going. I don't think they're a terrible side.
0: You'll get twenty at eleven to ten. Yeah, that. 10 6, like 10 I, I 10. think
1: that's probably fair odds for the home team. I would be for games like that. I would always like seen Dutch football. I'd always look at the over two point five market. They do seem to okay. twenty seem to, seem to score a lot of goals, and Heracles seem to be able to score a lot as well. Uh,
0: so this week, yeah, that over that over two point five goals would have come in in both fixtures for both teams last week and the week before. <laughs>
2: right? Okay. Uh, so this week we also put a call out onto the Trample Bet Facebook group uh, to have our listeners put in suggestions for what they thought was a good bet this week. Um, So quite predictably only two people did it because everyone else is a coward. Can I guess which two?
1: Uh-huh. Right, so James from Five Club. Yes. And probably our boy Ben.
2: Yes, from uh,
1: Off Grid. Off Grid, of course, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm else surprised. Is... I'm surprised Jason Stott didn't put in some picks this week because he was he was messaging me last week with his, but He had a very good week last week. Um, but he might that have wasn't had a good retrospective. Week, but he's a coward because he messaged me in advance. <laughs> he messaged me in advance for the Friday. But yeah, we need to. He, he needs to. He needs to get his, his picks in in advance for the whole Facebook community to see.
2: Uh, so Ben Grant has suggested Edinburgh City to beat Albion Rovers, and Cove to beat Elgin City. Um both oh, a good shout Edinburgh look like they've regained a wee bit
1: of form from last season Blair Henderson's still out just now I I was at the Queen's Park Albion Rovers game they they're very they're good that's going to be a very very shit game to watch I think because they're both very direct sides that, that play two up top it'll be 4-4-2 four, four, in both what odds are you getting for Edinburgh Did we have odds for Edinburgh um, didn't get odds on them though for me, it would depend on Edinburgh's odds. Edinburgh would be the favourites, but unless you're getting Edinburgh like eleven to eight, eh, some somewhere around eleven to eight, nine to five, somewhere around that, I wouldn't be looking at them if they are. If you're getting them at evens or less, I would maybe avoid them. I just don't think it's worthwhile.
2: Eh, Cove yeah. Rangers are a great shout; they're in great form. And uh, James is rather surprisingly not backed any of the five teams, but gone for Freiburg <laughs> against Augsburg, which is
1: a really good pick because Augsburg just now away from home are shocking.
0: I love this pick um, Augsburg are shocking They've lost their last Four away games By a combined score Of 18-5 to five, Which is ridiculous That's conceding over Four goals um, Every single game On average And Freiburg are Have started the season well um, I think they're third In, in the table with nine, nine points from, from four matches played And you're getting Freiburg even money uh, Which is A tremendous value pick So James I think this is a great pick
1: yeah, they've won. They've won f- uh, four of the last five meetings at home against Augsburg as well, uh, beating them five one in February p- uh, just past. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have
0: a I'm gonna have a big single on that.
1: Yeah, I think this is what you so you're getting. Are you getting just under evens for us, so That's really good odds as well. Yeah, I'm 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 interested in that one. That's a great shout.
2: Yep. So if you want to join in on that, uh, you just go to Facebook and search for Trample Bet Podcast, and there's a group there where people are just sharing their bets uh, that they come across across the weekend uh, and just having a bit of chat.
1: Um, on of the charity picks, Andy, do you want to do yours first?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charity-wise, I've already taken this team in the charity picks so far this season and they came good, so we're going back to them. Saturday, 5.30pm in the Bundesliga. It's Werder Bremen against Red Bull Leipzig, and I'll be taking Leipzig at just under even money. They're 6-7 to seven on 365 just now. Um, they're top of the league through four games, 10 points from a possible 12. Scored 10, conceded only 3. Bremen are 10th out of an 18-team league with just six points so far, uh, minus one goal difference, so pretty mediocre. Uh, I just think Leipzig are going to have a really good season, and from what I've seen of them so far, I think they're incredibly strong. So around even money for that is more than enough for me to have them on the charity coupon.
1: Yeah, I'm quite happy with Leipzig being on there. Leipzig have been quite good for you. I think you've had Leipzig quite a few times, and it's... I'm not, I'm I have, I've sure had them as
0: a winning value, I've had them as a charity pick as well, that's also one I don't think they've lost for me so far this season. So I am in
1: the, the Belgian Jupiler League, which is the second division, uh, the first division sorry, for Muscaron, away to Vasteland-Beverum, you're getting them at 12-11, to 11, roughly those odds, uh, Muscaron are third away to bottom in the league, Vasteland have drawn two, so that's out of seven games they've only got two points, they've scored four, conceded 18 but their home form this season is absolutely shocking. The last three games, sorry, last four games, uh, at home this season, they've lost 3-1, 3-1, 4-0, 4-0 against teams that are in middle of the table. So it's as much a bet against Vastland Beveren as it is for Muscaron, but they are fods so there. They're just behind uh behind Sandal Asian Club Brug.
2: I've never heard well, what you of getting, those teams.
1: John? Uh, you're getting just over evens, 12 to 11 just now. Lovely. But they, they are shipping a lot of goals, so even the, the overmarket, and that would be good as well.
2: And uh, Gordo's charity bet is taking the uh, home team, uh, Nice, to beat Dijon in France.
1: See, I would normally say Gordo, we've, we've, I've dug God out in a few of his picks so far. This isn't a terrible one, but again, it's there's a lot of draws between these two teams. There's a lot of draws in general, like when I look at the back fixtures, Nice. Nice had good form, but they've lost what to Marseille two in the Europa League. However, we should point out for those who look on our Twitter page, Gordo, myself, Gary, and Andy are in a chat, and yeah, he picked Marseille away at Monaco on Sunday night. I said I wasn't sure before the game, but he kept insisting that Monaco are absolutely shite, and that he knows they they went one 0 down. Yep, and
0: then and, we called out. Yeah, and he said there's still plenty of time. About ten minutes later, they were two 0 down, and I was like, "Right, come on, come on, Gordon!" And he was like, "Nope, I'm rebacking it. You're getting twenty-two to one." And then, what I think it went in at halftime. Two each. There was a flurry it was of two goals. Two each halftime. Was a couple, yeah, couple in quick, couple in quick succession. And then Marseille went and went four-two up. I think the game ended four-three. So, yeah, a really good in-play shout. And to be fair, he, yeah, he showed us up yeah. <laughs> okay. having having faith. I was going to say having faith in uh, in Marseille, but he didn't. He just had faith in how bad Paris are.
1: And if you are a new listener, I feel like I've been terrible at remembering that some people will join you and there's no point in them ever listening back. The charity bet is a treble that we put on ourselves, £10. If you are a new listener, you can suggest a charity if you want. It changes week to week. If we don't win, we give a tenner to charity anyway. If we win, we give all the money to charity. It's not sponsored. We're not backed by anyone. We just do it ourselves. So it's a listener's podcast. If you have a charity that you feel strongly about, or a charity you know that you'd like to put forward, please do it. Otherwise, we just give it to Beatsons Cancer Trust because it's a local charity in Scotland who are doing kilt walks and stuff this year to just try and raise more and more money.
0: And do incredibly good work.
1: <laughs> yes, they do that. Um you got any updates for the fantasy football, the Facebook group, Andy?
0: Yeah, the uh, I I I'm coming good. My strategy in our uh, Trample Bet Draft League, so that's not the salary league. That's not where everyone can have Harry Kane. Like one person gets to pick them in in order. Right. Okay. Um, I I've now won two games on the bounce after losing my first three in a row. But this is because I took a lot of injured and suspended players at the beginning <laughs> of the season, knowing that I'd, knowing that I'd get them an artificially sort of good price, as it were, because other people were avoiding them and now they're coming good, so uh, it was Gordon that I beat uh, with a score of 62 points. Um, so, you know, I'm climbing that table. We've still got, uh, I think, Edward Edward Friel and Jason Stott at the top of that league, so it's it's getting tighter now. Uh, Eddie Casty leads the way in the salary cap, trampled bet league. Previous guest, Eddie, doing really well so far, but it's a long season.
1: Yeah, but we, had, we tried to actually get Eddie on um, to cover for yourself and Gordon, but... Um... I don't know, I think he was picking up his kid. Fam, family family issues, family business to attend to. But we did try and get some guests in because Gary's just like,
2: oh, see I don't now, want to do this. See, now the NFL season started, I could not give a shit who's playing football against who. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could have brought an NFL bet to us,
2: Gary. Uh, bet on the Ravens, they're amazing. Is that it? Or oh, Hollywood Brown, <laughs> taking us all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Just always, just that's the pick every week.
2: Well, you you watched me at that first game with the Dolphins, giving you a score by score update. Yep, the highest scoring Ravens game of all time. Well, stab is that a really really boring New York (laughs) Jets game? But I didn't want when you said, "Oh, I'm going to the Jets against the fucking Buffalo Bills," I didn't want to be like, "Oh, mate, you couldn't." That's like Stoke v Derby or something. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But I wanted to keep Uh, up
2: the excitement.
0: G- gentlemen, uh, sorry, the last time I looked at the uh, Trample Bet uh, league on the Fantasy Football app uh, was before yesterday's game. So Eddie Cassidy has been knocked off top spot oh. and now it's Neil Moore. So big shout out to Neil, uh, who leads the way currently.
1: Nice, nice. Um, as usual, we're actually getting new, new people retweeting it, which is really good because it gets the odd extra listener for everywhere. But this is a, this is a grassroots podcast. It's the only way we're going to grow. So if you enjoy it, just tell your pals. I know we do get the odd person that goes me and my pals listen, which is excellent. All we ask is Chuck us a retreat, a share on Facebook, whatever you can, even just the old school telling someone of a podcast.
2: <laughs> you write us
1: a letter. Uh, <laughs> that kind of people
0: send us post- a postcard. send us a postcard. That'd be great. I don't know if you can get a, you know, if you support a team in the, in the club shop, perhaps, you know, a Tranmere Rovers postcard or something. Right. Send it And also let
1: us know what you're betting on because this is all gambling there is no such thing as a fucking footballing expert despite what anyone tries to tell you as you get games like Man City losing to Norwich when they're 1-10 to to win mm. it's gambling so if you see anything that you think or you disagree with any of our picks tell us before we put down money and lose it ourselves, I'm more than happy to take counsel not to lose money um, that's us, have a good weekend
0: bye, bye. Thanks very much. Looking forward to being back in the studio next week. (laughs) See you later, Andy. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.